The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Our Consumer Ninja, Wendy Nola, of course, joining us this evening as usual for the Consumer Corner. Uh, correspondent at Consumer Talk, Wendy Nola, joining us then. COVID-19 myths. Boy, there's so much going on as if reality just wasn't bad enough, right, Wendy? Things still mm-hmm. getting rough. Will getting the COVID-19 vaccine <laughs> render your life insurance policy as null and void? Can you believe it? Even this question still coming up. It's coming up and it's all over social media. So um, so much so that the Financial Services Conduct Authority, the FSCA, issued a media statement yesterday saying that those social media posts warning what you've just said, that getting the vaccine will render your life insurance policy null and void because the vaccines are regarded as experimental medicine. They have no merit, said the FSCA. In other words, they are fear-mongering rubbish. Please ignore them. And then just yesterday, I was having a chat with um, managing executive of Absa Life, Eugene Strauss, talking about a whole range of COVID-related things. And he said, yeah, there were quite a few other insurance vaccine myths during the rounds, including uh, these are the sort of questions that they're fielding, and I'm sure their competitors as well. If I get vaccinated and I pass away as a result of complications from vaccinations, um, will my death claim be repudiated because the vaccinations are not regarded as having gone through a full trial period? Well, no, says ABSA. This is clearly not the case. We will honor claims of these circumstances, as will their competitors. And another one, if I do not get vaccinated, my claim will my claim be declined if I pass away from COVID? No. Um, they, like everybody else, will respect a customer's choice of the matter. And if we have not specified it as a requirement at policy issuing stage, so in other words, when you take out the policy, we will not apply it as a requirement at claim stage. So they, they would, they, that obviously wouldn't um, begin to, to tick the TCF, the treating customers fairly box. So no, that's not a concern. But these things, I mean, they, it's, it's, they're out there. There's just, you know, mm. all the hoaxes mm. around the vaccines are now playing out in the financial oh, services uh, space. Because also on Twitter, somebody asked me uh, just yesterday, do you have any information on the rumor that medical aids will require vaccination for continued cover? Well, I mean, I, I said I, I never want to say something categorically when I'm not sure. I said, I don't think so, but let me check. So, no, I asked um uh, independent financial advisor and accredited healthcare consultant Alison Burtis to confirm. She said this is most definitely not correct. At the moment, medical schemes are required by law to cover PMBs, that's prescribed minimum benefits. They cannot exclude cover due to non-vaccination of a virus. Also, she said, let's be honest, how long is it going to be uh, before all willing parties are vaccinated, let alone the anti-vaxxers? So she says in order for such exclusion to be valid, the Medical Schemes Act would have to be amended. And, you know, clearly that's not going to happen because forcing people to be vaccinated would um, undoubtedly go against the Constitution. So, yeah, unfortunately, all the stuff out there occupying occupying people's minds and, you know, getting the, the contact people of, of the various insurers and medical schemes, you know, having to and requiring them to spend time answering these questions over and over again. But what should we be looking at? Um, it occurred to me, instead of worrying about 
these nonsense fear-mongering things <laughs> and how they're going to affect us. What we really should be looking at um, from a financial services perspective is if you consider, according to Eugene Strauss of Epsilaf, as I said, we were chatting yesterday about a range of things, he said their claims shot up by 70% during the first wave and again 70% in the second wave um, and only a third of those extra death claims were officially noted as COVID-related deaths, the rest being just noted as natural causes and of course we in South Africa have this huge excess mortality, um, what, what they call excess mortality in the system. So, you know, the, num- the COVID death numbers are actually obviously a lot higher than the official ones. Um, and, yeah, I think this must have been a, a, um, experienced by the whole industry. But he said Absolaf went from about 1,500 calls a day to between 2,000 and 3,000. Um, querying their policies, etc., and average call time went from six minutes to ten. So you can imagine if the whole industry having to gear up uh, to deal with this extra load. And one of the things that that insurer did specifically was to introduce um, those um, uh, chatbots, right? So people were using them, but then two thirds of the people that interacted with the chatbox still felt nervous about whether their cover was in place, and you know. Um, because they might have missed a premium or something. Mm. So they then phoned in as well, <laughs> two-thirds oh. of them, to then check with an actual human um, about you know, whether their cover was in place and all the rest. So the things we should be checking if you've got a credit life policy is check, does it is it the old-school credit life policy on your home loan or your, your, your personal loans, whatever it is, that covers only retrenchments or other forms of full or does do the do you have one of the newer ones that have adapted and they cover other forms of um, full income loss, such as being made to take unpaid leave because of you know the impact of COVID, or a contract not being renewed? So it's very important. Don't think that because you've got this credit life policy that it is actually uh, going to cover you if you lose your income. It's, it must be a sort of broad one rather than a very specific one to do that. And then. What leeway do you have if you miss a funeral policy premium for a month or two? Will it lapse? What kind of um, soft landing has your insurer built in uh, to that premium in light of what's happened in the last uh, almost year and a half? Um, Because the T's and C's vary quite a bit between insurers. So check on those things. Those are the sort of things we should be worrying about rather than (laughs) all the hoaxes around the the vaccine. So, yeah, that's my message. Check on – worry about stuff that's valid, not the invalid stuff. Yeah, again, all about information though, right? And, and, And knowing what it is you do have and asking the right questions here. Yeah, making don't make any assumptions because one of the things you know that I've certainly noted is the way the various financial services providers have responded to to COVID nineteen and its impact. Um, are they still doing business the way they used to in terms of their terms and conditions and policies and whatever? Um, so are they still the same as they were, you know, pre March twenty twenty, or have they? Um, soften them? Have they have they become more consumer centric as a result of the incredible, incredibly awful impact uh, that the pandemic has had on many people's incomes, etc. So now is the time to check on what 
conditions apply to the cover that you have so that there are no surprises in the awful event of you having to, to make a claim or, or your loved ones um, if you've passed. So, yeah, sure. sorry, somber, somber advice, but... Um, yeah, please, but necessary advice. Check. Yeah, but necessary advice. Very Wendy necessary. Nola, appreciate Sadly, the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for it. Wendy Nola, correspondent at Consumer Talk for our Consumer Corner then this week. COVID-19 myths all playing themselves out now. Uh, particularly then uh, even in our insurance space, the life policy space, all of those still very, very necessary. So understand and get the information.